0: Welcome to another edition of It's Raining Mets, the podcast. I don't think there's any other podcast called It's Raining Mets, right, Steve?
1: Yeah, I believe we have an exclusive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is the only one called that. Yes, Um, it is. Yeah, kind of a hot week last week or a few Mm -hmm. days. It's amazing. You know, I think we only had two real humid days or earlier this week, rather. And it makes it seem like the whole week is hot.
1: Yeah, you know we we put together back to back days, uh, eighty nine and then I guess it was it ninety one, something along like those that. lines. Um, but yeah, we had our second day uh, of the year so far. They got the ninety degrees. We did it last week also, and uh, it it was kind of a strange week because we came off this great weekend and and the week started out you know pretty mellow and then it got pretty rambunctious and pretty hot and humid uh, middle of the week. But the difference is it didn't last.
0: No. No, it did And, you know, our cool downs now are just back into the 70s, which to me is like the perfect temperature.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, my favorite forecast is always sunshine in 70s because, you know, it's so comfortable to be outside. But I can handle I can handle mid, you know, mid 80s, even upper 80s, as long as the humidity isn't real high and there's a pool nearby. But give me sunshine in 70s any day of the week.
0: Well, today today we're talking about lower humidity, too, even though it's going to be, I guess, still looking like 82, something like
1: that. Yeah, you know, that's where I think we're going to kind of come in at. And uh, I'm sure you saw uh, there's this, I mean, a moisture-starved, weak little cold front that's going to come through um, that folks probably won't even notice other than maybe a little bit of an uptick in the breeze. Right. But that's going to kind of reinforce the cooler, drier air and uh, have us in the 70s uh, for the weekend. So it should be a really comfortable and I think pretty nice weekend.
0: Yeah, and uh, and then the second half of the weekend, we've been looking at the potential, at least, for some uh, rain. Um, yeah, and you know, models have been struggling with how that's going to pan out. And you know, we use mo- models as tools to forecast. So sure. It's creates kind of a headache figuring out what's going to happen, especially when it's on a weekend. Things are opening yeah. up, so people really, really, really are are itching to get out.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, for better or for worse, <laughs> people, you know, the malls are opening back up, yeah. and, and I know there's people that feel, you know, the uh, uh, one way about that, and there's people that feel another way about that, but bottom line is there doesn't look like anything weather-wise this weekend that would discourage folks from getting out. And, uh, hey, if at least – you know, doing more in terms of outdoor activities, outdoor plans while still playing it safe.
0: Yeah, we encourage everyone to get up, get active.
1: There you go. Hey, there's actually an opportunity for us to... Nice job uh, on the one that aired this week. You talked about how you could actually continue to have an exercise plan safely from home. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, that get up, get active segment airs... uh, Is it every Friday morning on the morning show?
0: every Friday at... uh... Every Friday, I think at five thirty in the morning, and at ten p.m. on twenty one point two. There you go. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> like my job tells me, "Hey Ed, go out and get up and get active, do something fun." Yeah. So you get all the fun aside. I, I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I you know it's it's I think it's it's really going to turn into a a, a fun segment because you you know there's so much stuff you can do you know yeah. proper social distancing and everything right. but it's really amazing how much of a workout you can get. You know, machines do a great job, like gym machines. But sure, it, you know, you, you can use your own body as a as a fifty thousand dollar gym machine. Yeah, and it's right. amazing you're, you're, what your body can do. And all you need is like just a just a nice floor, and you can do so much.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I well, saw you were you were repping out some crunches. man. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was impressed. Yeah, yeah.
0: He, yeah Josh, Josh House Connect. He's uh, he's. He's, he's a good dude. He really, uh, he really knows his stuff. Keeps you I mean, for me, and I don't know about you, like one of the toughest things about working out by myself is keeping the right form. Yeah. Cause yeah. usually the form falls apart when you start to feel the pain and the trainer, right. if you have a trainer there, they keep you in line. Sure. Cause there's nothing worse than going through a grueling workout and realizing you didn't do anything positive for your body.
1: Yeah. Well, I always like to tell people that, uh, and I saw you were doing those crunches. This is one of my one of my go-to jokes: is that it, it may not look like it, but I have washboard abs. Pro- <laughs> problem is, I've got two or three loads of laundry on top. But...
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's the hardest that that's the hardest area to, to get rid of. Oh it, yeah, you well, know, uh, you could
1: do a... Ed, uh, I'm going to be fifty, um, so. Please don't tell me about how hard it is. I know, to I know. I'm gonna be fifty, and I like beer. Um, so <laughs> yep, yeah. Likewise,
0: more? likewise. You know, you just <laughs> yeah. you just have you just have one little beer, and then it just layers.
1: Yep, uh, pretty much. <laughs> story, pretty much. Story, I do what I can people. to uh, to keep myself from totally blimping out, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: And, and there's some people out there too that they can keep the form and keep you know, eating whatever. You
1: know, sure, so I know. It- and they, they I know. They drive me crazy. Yeah. I, I you know, I those it, people, you know, their metabolism is such that uh, you know, they don't really do a whole lot of exercise. Um, they eat fast food every day yeah. and they never really seem to gain a pound. It's this the one of same, those things. Yeah,
0: I get the same level of animosity towards those people that um they just uh they win everything. You can just look at the person right. and you're like that that guy looks like he would win a raffle, and it's never right, you. Right, right, right. I know. It's never you. Yeah. It's always that other person.
1: It's always that other person that always wins all the time. No,
0: yeah. No. Uh, but uh, yeah, so get up, get active. It's a that's a new segment. We go to a bunch of state parks, hoping to go to Pine Grove Furnace. You have ever, ever been there?
1: Yes. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. M- most of the local state parks I've been to, at least at one point in time or another, for yeah. sure.
0: Right. And there's just so many. Um, the Appalachian Trail, there's a couple spots yeah. in Dolphin County. Really awesome. Just just yeah. great. You know, it's, you know, some of the most prominent, um, and I was actually doing, I was investigating tornado damage last week, which turned out to be straight line wind. Right. And I was driving up to Halifax and there's some pretty prominent uh, peaks in Dolphin sure. County. And, and you wouldn't yeah. think, oh, the mountains of. Are, are west of here, but I mean, you got some. I mean, I would call them mountains because they're so prominent. I mean, right. if you go to the highest elevation in Pennsylvania, which I think is Mount Davis in Somerset County, mm-hmm. the the all the, of the terrain around you is so high, it doesn't look like you're on a mountain. You're just right. like high on. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: it just seems like right. That's just the way it is. But right. you don't realize uh, how gradually you know, you climbed in altitude to get there, you know, speaking of being North of Harrisburg, like you were looking at, um, check out little Buffalo,
0: okay. uh,
1: which is up that way.
0: Oh yeah. That was uh that's in is that in uh Cumberland or Perry?
1: It's Newport Perry. Oh,
0: yep. Okay. Perry. That's yeah. right.
1: Yeah. It's not too far of a jaunt, uh, from the station. And, uh, I, I don't know what their plans are, but they've got an awesome pool there. Um, it was a great place that we took our boys when they were little. Okay. Um, But yeah, it just a really cool setting. You're kind of up there, higher elevation, so just a suggestion too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Any and any other stuff. If any of any of our viewers listening have any good, you know, neat spots for people to go to outdoors, send them my way because makes the job fun.
1: Yeah. And well, you got to... you have to do one of these once a week, so right. You need <laughs> lots of topic ideas. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Right. We still got a lot of ground to cover. So Yes. Well, back back to uh back to the um weather aspect of sure. things. It does it does look like the upcoming week we're looking at um kind of a cooler than normal pattern, 70s, um, and again those rain chances uh Sunday and Monday which which originally, you know, a couple days ago, one of the models we used was showing a lot of rain. Yeah. Showing kind of an extreme, which you always have to be skeptic about an extreme that a model shows. But um, right. it, was, it was pumping out what did you say, Steve? Well, there
1: was uh, the American model yesterday um, had a kind of a bullseye of rain that extended. It was basically along the 83 corridor that went down uh, into Maryland, but also came up, you know, to southern uh, south of Route 30 in York with like 10 to 12 inches of rain. Now, that would have been from Sunday to Thursday. Mm-hmm drawn out over, you know, four days with a, an area of low pressure that was just going to be, we call it a cutoff low. Right. Um, I, I, a lot of times on the air I say it's just going to sit and spin because that's basically what they do. They get cut off from the jet stream and they just sit and spin and dump rain, you know, for you know days on end. And you know, if that would have happened, obviously there would have been some real flooding issues. But even in Harrisburg, it was, it was looking at, you know, two to four inches of rain. Right. So thankfully, uh, the models have shifted all of that South, uh, there was kind of the classic battle. It was going to build between a ridge of high pressure and this low, and it looks like for us the high is going to win. And where they're going to have the heavy rain is now looks like central to southern Virginia and into North Carolina, which that area's had a lot of rain. Yeah, um, they don't need it. Uh, feel bad for those folks, but you know what? What can I say? They can have it. <laughs>
0: yeah, as long as, as long as it's not here. You know, a whole cut, yeah. cutoff low lasts several days. It can ruin a whole week of vacation. You know, when you go on vacation, you maybe have one rainy day. I mean, these cutoff lows.
1: Well, uh, yeah, you know, to your point, um, if your week of vacation is in the Outer Banks uh, next week, it might not work out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. You know, we talk about this stuff, you know, like it looked one way 24 hours ago, or in this case, about 36 hours ago. Uh, When I got up early yesterday morning and uh, by the time you're covering for Tom right now. So by the time you were on the air last night and I could see the, what you were showing on air, thankfully it was starting to drive a lot of that to the South. And I can say now it's taking it even further to the South. So I'm uh, a bit more bullish on not only our weekend in general and Sunday, but uh, rainfall amounts. I've got current rainfall amounts, Ed, that, and I'm going to show one coming up here at noon, but um, like basically all the way through Wednesday at noon, most of us quarter inch or less okay
0: yeah that's good so yeah that's good
1: uh we do not need heavy heavy moisture and this is an interesting low because you could if you wanted to really stretch it and connect some some strange dots without getting too far into the weeds you could make the argument that this low is part of cristobal oh
0: yeah right yeah you could
1: yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a stretch, and like I said, I I would almost need a PowerPoint presentation and uh, something that extends back for the last week to sure. kind of show you how how this stuff comes about. And this wasn't even showing up on the models like three or four days ago. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, no. It's just you know, so w- when we talk about these little pieces of of energy, yeah, right? You know, we're talking about high up in the atmosphere these these little areas of spin, and you can track these little these little spins. Yeah. And where they originated from, and part of that is from a Cristobal. I, I, I yeah. uh, every time I say the name, I, I question whether I'm pronouncing it correctly.
1: I've heard it both ways. I heard Cristobal and I heard Cristobal. I don't think there's, I don't, the, yeah, I don't you think, know, we'd probably need a Spanish teacher from a local high school right. to tell us. But yeah.
0: And you know what? I haven't been corrected by the public and they will correct. I me. haven't either. So, <laughs> yes, I, so maybe they yeah. don't know how to pronounce it either. They've been very forgiving. Maybe
1: so. They're just trusting us. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, what's interesting about Cristobal was that um, it was the furthest West track a remnant tropical low had ever yeah. taken. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it went right up through Wisconsin and and actually, so when I was out in South Bend, I I surfed the Great Lakes. There were, um, Cristobal was delivering surf to most of the Great Lakes in June, which they don't, their surf season typically isn't June. It's during the fall and winter. Right. There were some surfers getting some pretty big waves on Lake Michigan from the remnants of of the tropical storm. Oh, sure. Not Um, something they see very often.
1: Right. you know, No, I know. They, they had 30, 40 mile per hour winds yeah. uh, as what was left of that system uh, went through. And then, you know, went up into Canada. But the front that came through for us on uh, Wednesday night, early Thursday, it, this is the same front. And that was just kind of a, a, a front that came through a little bit behind Cristobal, but had some of the moisture. And that's why we had those really, really heavy downpours. Uh, this past uh, Wednesday night, it was nothing that was really overly severe, but it, it was a lot of torrential rain and uh, downpours because it did have some tropical moisture. Oh, yeah. I mean, and so this same this same area of low pressure now has kind of stalled along the coast, and it's going to reform here over the next 36 hours or so. And thankfully for us here locally, it's going to do so pretty far off to our south. Right,
0: right. Fingers crossed. So. Yeah, right. Talk to us again in another day. Right. You know, it's tropical systems, anything, any cutoff low or tropical system, because, you know, hurricanes and tropical storms, you know, you don't have a real strong jet stream, you know, over the tropics. So there's not a whole lot of steering flow to steer the system. um, And that reduces confidence because these little chaotic things that happen in the atmosphere could have it go just north of, of north of west or just south of west, like, it could ch- like just yeah. a very weak little thing could steer the storm in a different direction. So that's why you know, forecasting exactly where they're gonna make landfall is so tricky because yeah. just, a five, just a five degree jog to the west can change everything in terms of who's gonna be most impacted. So when you're dealing with these lows that are disconnected from the jet stream, it makes the, uh, it makes the forecast extra difficult sometimes.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I tell a story when I I do uh, school talks and uh, I usually set it up by, you know, show of hands, you know, this is usually like elementary school kids or whatever, you know, you know, do do you ever hear like grownups or your parents, your grandparents, you know, say things like, oh, you know, the weatherman, they've got the greatest job in the world because they get to be wrong all the time and keep their job and they usually giggle and, you know, put their hands up and everything. Then I always tell them the story, and I always keep it with me when I do school talks and show them the book, uh, the book Isaac's Storm, which is about oh, the I hurricane. I read that, Yeah. Yeah, the hurricane that struck Galveston, Texas, and and Isaac yeah. was the local meteorologist at the time, and uh, what happened was a a big hurricane swept across Cuba, and this was back in the early 1900s, and when the United States still had you know good relations with Cuba, Cuba sent a wire. To Washington D.C. and basically just said, "Hey, folks, heads up! We just had a horrific storm, you know, come through here, really, really bad." So then Washington D.C. kind of set out an alert to everybody in the Gulf Coast. Now this is before we had satellite imagery, obviously, and uh, Isaac using all of his rudimentary uh, instrumentation that he had back in the day in Galveston, Texas, went out and kind of took a look at everything and said, "Nah, we're good here. It's not going to strike." So what happened was Galveston, Texas, wound up taking a direct strike from the hurricane, and to this day, in terms of loss of life, it's the worst hurricane to ever hit the United States because it hit a pretty well-populated area, and with a massive storm surge. And I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you know, thousands of people died and drowned.
0: Was that nineteen? That was like nineteen oh eight or something, wasn't it? Yes,
1: exactly. Okay. So, I always tell that story. Then I say, you know, for as as much as everybody complains about. Yeah, you know, the weatherman always gets it wrong, with, you know, um, uh, in defense of what I do and in defense of my craft and of my science, folks, we save thousands upon thousands of lives every year. Oh yeah, especially when <laughs> you it know by saying, "Right, here's here's you know a hurricane is coming, here's where it's going to strike." We get it down to generally about a five-hour window of when it's going to make landfall you know, so right. the, the, the people that wind up in really bad straits as a result of a hurricane are the ones that don't heed the warnings, Katrina. Right. And, and, uh, you know, yeah, and it's, right,
0: it's right. you know, at least, you know, you put something in the back of their head to prepare and they do. Yeah. And not yeah, everyone exactly. is going right. to need to use the same level of preparation, but that's right. because we don't know where it's going to go. You know, um, our jobs would be useless if, 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 you know, all of the tools that we use were able to 100% accurately predict the future. Right. We, you know, we yeah. wouldn't be doing jobs. You just go on the internet and get a right. forecast. Right, you, you would know, ex- pre- right. like the, the, know the,
1: exactly what's gonna happen right. at exactly what time. Right,
0: yeah. but the fact that you depend on, the, the, the fact that you depend on a weather forecast shows that there's always some inherent level of uncertainty and, and we're never gonna be perfect. It's, an un- it's, a, it's not a perfect science. You know, we're always learning. Right. Um, you know, our, our level of uh, accuracy has improved over the years, but we still have a,
1: a long way to go. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, uh, Rick from red One oh two point three, 2.3, yeah. Rick on red, which, you know, I know we, we, we do, uh, live weather and on, uh, on red one Oh two out of, uh, out of Carlisle. And, uh, so he's asking me today cause I was talking about, well, you know, give it about a 20% chance of a, a stray shower on Sunday. Uh, you know, I'm going. Don't cancel the outdoor plans, but you know, just kind of be prepared. So he says to me, "This is this is the typical question." He goes, uh, "Okay, Steve, um, I have a tea time at two thirty eight at Sportsman's on Sunday afternoon. Am I going to get wet?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's always a. It's always you, the question is always an absolute.
1: Yeah, not even like around two. Not yeah. two thirty eight at sportsman's am i going to be getting wet right and i just said to him i was like like i said about a 20 percent chance (laughs) (laughs) i think you're good yeah (laughs) but i can't tell you what it's going to be doing right above the first t-box at sportsman's at 238 in the afternoon on sunday sorry we're not there yet
0: and and are you guys still talking (laughs)
1: yeah well he's he he has to talk to me (laughs) yes by contract by contract, he's he's got to talk to me. So no, Rick's uh, Rick's a great guy. Yeah, you know. he is. He is. We have a lot of fun doing uh, doing live morning weather with Rick. That's yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, we have a good time in the morning when I when I fill in for you.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, but yeah. Um,
1: so what are you thinking here? Like beyond next week, and we might as well touch on. Obviously, we are. Let's see, as we sit here, what seven days from summer? Summer is a week from Saturday so i know just
0: just just it it just seems i i'm not sure if this year is going really fast or really slow sometimes it seems like it's going slow and fast i think just because so much has happened yeah so it it is yeah it feels like it's been summer for a while but it really hasn't because may was chilly but yeah, summer starts we're still a little over a week out
1: yeah the 20th which is uh next saturday uh summer officially officially arrives and uh, what are you thinking in terms of uh, looking a little long range here, like uh, second half of June into July?
0: Yeah, it looks like we're going to probably trend towards uh, warmer again. I think, that you know, next yeah. week is kind of like we're getting a little um, we're stabilizing a little bit, even running a little bit below average. But I think beyond that, we start to warm things up again.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I I in advance of doing this podcast, I just kind of glanced at some some long range stuff, and and as folks that are regulars to the podcast, you know, we always say, you know, long range precipitation models, you can kind of throw them out. Mm-hmm. Long range temperature models, by and large, are usually in the ballpark. Yeah. yeah, and it does look like we're trending at least for a second half of June, and uh, into July, I would I would call it at or above average.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's, By and what, large. That, that's what I'm thinking too. And obviously, yeah. you know, typical typical humidity that we'd see. Maybe not as oppressive yeah. you know, as some of the days we've seen recently. But definitely you know, your typical summer weather that is finally going to really be consistent. It's been obviously getting better as we...
1: Yeah, last every, couple of weeks have, have been great. It yeah. took forever to get here. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, May was, was really a drag, especially the first half.
0: It's still hard to believe that you can say it snowed last month.
1: Yeah, how about it? Yeah, it Man. did, and we had the lowest temperature uh, ever recorded in the month of May.
0: Yeah, thirty degrees back in early May.
1: Yeah, exactly. Not not just for that date, for the month. Right, for we set a record. Month. So yeah, and that was, of course, as we talked about, after that, you know, historically mild winter, it, we we break all time record low temperatures in May. Yeah, go figure. Least
0: snowiest winter on record.
1: Right, least snowiest, mild, and then we we couldn't couldn't get our spring going to save ourselves. But I think now we're going to kind of get on a, a little bit of a roll here. And uh, remember, folks, our our average high temperature, the highest it gets, is uh, mid to late July, and it's eighty six degrees. Um, so when we're talking about at or above average, I, I see a lot of days through July, like between eighty two and ninety. Yeah. You know, I think we'll have a lot of days kind of, kind of in that range, which is typical. Yeah. And uh, of course, we can always, you know, just you have to expect a few heat spikes here and there.
0: Yeah, I know. Last July, we had a, we had a real hot week there. We were yeah. cooking outside.
1: Oh, that's right. You dashboard. and I made, didn't we make cookies on the on the dashboard? On the
0: dashboard on the parking lot. Yeah. We turned the parking lot into a kitchen. Didn't eat yeah. any of the food, of course. Correct. Um, but uh, I, I remember I tried offering and nobody wanted to have any. We, we made cookies and eggs, great combination.
1: Yes, yeah. But, you know, that was, if, if memory serves, once we got out of that real hot spell there in July, we had some warm days, and we had plenty of days in the 90s. But in terms of putting together a bona fide heat wave, we didn't do it much beyond that.
0: Right, no, it, it seemed to settle down after that. Yeah, and it did. We it had some severe, hot. We had
1: lot, lot of ninety degree days.
0: Yeah, and and severe weather was next to nothing.
1: Yeah. After that. I mean, In fact, it, I'd have to go back and look, but I, I seem to recall that like last year was one of those odd years where um, we had, you know, above normal amount of days that were ninety plus, but like the highest we ever got was like ninety five or ninety six.
0: Right.
1: We ne- We never came close to doing a hundred um so it was it was a hot summer but it was kind of hit or miss and it wasn't extreme
0: you know it's interesting whenever because i know one day our dew points were like in the upper 70s yeah it's really hard to reach 100 degrees when you have air that's filled with that much that moisture thick. it's kind of yeah. you know counterintuitive to think about but uh your chances of hitting 100 in a super super humid air mass are actually less likely but obviously Still looking at dangerous heat because your heat index could still be hundred and ten plus easy, which we did get sure. close to last summer, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the killer, and that's when we get the heat advisories around here because that's what makes it dangerous for your your body has a tough time cooling you off. And you know, to your point, I mean, you know, that's why you know uh, Arizona, Las Vegas, you know, desert climates, super dry climates, you know, a hundred degree day is just another day in the summer there. And they get those extreme temperatures, 105, 106, and they just kind of shirk it off because it's, it's a quote unquote dry heat, but it is, it's a lot easier to get to a hundred degrees there uh, than it is in a place like, like here in central Pennsylvania.
0: And you know what? I've actually been out, you know, when I've been out, you know, Phoenix and whatnot, I've experienced those hundred plus days. And I got to tell you there, I know everyone says, Oh, it's a dry heat, but oh, it's still hot. It's still hot. And it's still really uncomfortable.
1: No, I've been to Vegas when it's been been that hot. And uh, you do not want to be out in the sun for very long. That right. is for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's still really, really hot. But, yeah, maybe if, your body, if you're there all the time, your body kind of acclimates to it. But, yeah, sure. it's still really hot. I agree right. with you. Yeah,
0: 105 is 105 anyway you slice it. I, I know. And 110 is 110 anyway you slice it.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, so. right.
0: Well, Steve, you probably got a, you got the noon show coming up here in just, just a I few do. minutes. I do. Yeah, so – I will be on filling in for Tom and you can catch Steve in 15. Well, actually by the time you hear this, the noon will already be over. I always forget. This is not live.
1: Yes. You can catch Ed tonight.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Ed's in for Tom tonight and Ed will be uh, holding down the fort here uh, over the weekend as well. And then, are you working? No, Stacey's working for me Monday, and I'm actually filling in for Tom. Yeah,
0: Monday. so we're gonna tr- we're trying to confuse our viewers a lot next week. So. Sure, I mean more
1: so than usual.
0: Yeah, a- everyone yeah. is going to be working the shift they don't. Well, you'll be working the morning, I think, the second half of the week. Yeah, but you do the evening, I think, Monday and Tuesday, right? Yeah,
1: we're gonna play weather musical chairs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It's certainly looking. Uh, interesting well luckily it looks like it's not going to be any wacky weather next week so
1: good we like non-wacky weather this time of year yeah
0: kind of a kind of a breeze so well uh steve great talking to you and hopefully i see you here uh in july i think we're actually gonna all start working together soon coming up here hopefully fingers crossed hopefully we
1: we continue to to keep uh cases at least you know at a uh, you know flattened at least and and uh, we'll all be back uh, together reunited in the office in July. So that's the plan.
0: Yep, yep. All right, Steve, great talking. Thanks Thanks for joining us, and thanks for listening to It's Raining Mets. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Steve.
1: Appreciate